Hey, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday morning. It's good to be with you today once again as we study God's Word together. It's always a joy to gather and uh, study God's Word each, each morning. I'm excited to be with you now. I hope you'll join us tonight for our Bible study here at St. Matthew's. We'll be uh, online again as we finish out. Uh, we've got a few more weeks for our Wednesday Night Live Bible studies. We're going to be talking tonight about the resurrection and uh, what the resurrection actually means to our life. We've we spent some time these last few weeks discussing um, what I think some of the most important things we need to know about faith and life and theology. So tonight we're going to look at the resurrection and uh, what the resurrection means to our faith and to our lives. So I hope you can uh, join us for that. Uh, today we're going to be uh, finishing out Galatians chapter 3. We're reading verses 19 through 29 of Galatians chapter 3 where Paul writes these words. Why then the law? It was added because of the transgressions until the promise to the offspring. Let's start over. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring would come to whom the promise had been made. It was ordained through angels by a mediator. Now a mediator involves more than one party, but God is one. Is the law then opposed to the promises of God? Certainly not. For, for law had been given that can make alive then righteousness would have indeed come through the law. But the scripture has imprisoned all things under the power of sin so that what was promised through faith in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law till faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian till Christ came, that we might be justified through faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are children of God through faith. As many of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew nor Greek. There's no longer slave nor free. There's no longer male nor female. For all of you are one in Christ. If you belong to Christ, then, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So, what Paul does is this, he's, he's kind of, we talked a little about this yesterday, how the, he's clarifying what the actual purpose of the law was. And he says here that the law was a disciplinarian. Um, the law was given um, to, to, to discipline us, um, to, to keep us straight, if you will, to keep us on the straight and narrow. Um, think about it as a child. When you were younger in your life, I'm sure you did a lot of things when you were younger, Simply because you didn't want to get in trouble. I mean, when you were a child, a teenager, uh, maybe even as an adult, there are a lot of stuff, a lot of actions that you would not do, a lot of things you would try would avoid, a lot of sinful mistakes or youthful indiscretions that you would avoid or not participate in because, frankly, you thought, oh, no, what if I get caught? Oh, no, what if my mom or dad find out? Oh, no, what if this happens? And you avoided these actions because of the consequences for the actions. So... You know that's uh, that's kind of how that's how it worked. That, that your parents' rules and regulations and guidelines were a disciplinarian. You would avoid certain activities just because you wanted to avoid getting in trouble. So it works. Okay, that's what Paul's saying here. That until the offspring, remember the offspring is Jesus. Until the offspring comes, the law is our disciplinarian. The law kept us kept us out of trouble, if you will. It kept us going the right way. It taught us discipline. It taught us to do the right thing. It taught us to behave. The law wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. Paul wants to be very clear. The law's not a bad thing. 
But the law doesn't save us. We aren't made righteous by keeping the law. We aren't saved by the law. He says the law, the law does not work in op opposition to the promise. It doesn't work against it. It just doesn't save us. And that's what Paul wants us to know. Ultimately, so whenever we, what was happening in Galatians is they were exalting this law over the promise of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And Paul wants them to understand that faith in Christ triumphs everything, even the law. So that's that's very important for Paul to understand. Because he says, he says, uh, as many of you are baptized in Christ Jesus, have clothed yourselves in Christ. In other words, you have put on Christ. You have you have exchanged your sins. You have exchanged your sinful nature for the righteousness that comes through Christ. Uh, we were imprisoned in our sin, imprisoned under our discipline. But now that faith has come, we're no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So in other words, we are now fully the children of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. He has made He has made, made us right with God. He has restored us. He has saved us. He has set us on the right path. We are now free because of what Jesus Christ has done. So that's, he wants us to understand the law's job was to be that disciplinarian. But true love, true faith, true life doesn't come from being afraid of discipline. It comes from love. So, yes, I honor and respect my parents, and I value them. But I don't obey them because I'm afraid of them now. But I do love, honor, and respect them. And I seek their opinion because I respect them. And I desire their approval. And I desire their, their you know, wisdom. That's a good thing. That's how it is with God. When we're young in our faith, when we're young in our, our lives, there's a lot of thou shalt nots that we do because we want to avoid getting in trouble. And sin always gets us in trouble. Not only with God, but with ourselves. So Paul says when Christ has come, then... We're not, we're not, we no longer do we need a disciplinarian, but we need to live out fully with him. And then it, it ends with that great passage, verse 28. There's no, long, no longer Jew nor Greek. There's no longer slave nor free. There's no longer male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. The Roman culture that Paul was part of loved to divide folks into these cultures. Um, male, female, slave, free, Jew, Greek. That was the division of the day, and these groups did not intertwine. And that, y'all is the remarkable thing about the early church. We've talked about this when we preached last, um, uh, during, during Lent on the creed. Uh, the church is Catholic in nature. Catholic, when, you, when we say the Apostles' Creed, we say that we, we, we believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The word Catholic means universal, not, not a denominational context that we think of in our world, but the word Catholic historically means a, it means a universal church. A church that's open to all persons. It's open to people of all races, all countries, all ethnicities, all genders. Like that, the church is open. The church is for all who accept and profess Jesus Christ. And so, um, that's the way the church is. That's and in Christ, there is not male or female. We're all one in Christ. In Christ, there is not slave nor free. There is not Greek nor Jew. We're all one in Christ. The church is made up of all who believe in Jesus. And all who believe in Jesus are our brothers and sisters, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of any human division, any human labeling, 
any human context that the church is God's body. It's the body of Christ. And all persons who profess Christ as Lord, all persons who have put their faith in Jesus, all persons who are marked as his own are part of the church. And there is equality and there is, there is, um, there is a place in the body of Christ for all of us. So the church is, the church is not in the keeping people out business, it's the bringing people in business. And now regardless of race, regardless of any of these things, that all are welcome to profess Christ and follow him. And um, our world show, shows these divisions, our world shows these separations, our world shows these labels, our world shows all these things. And we just need to be very careful as the church of throwing these labels on the people. We need to be very careful as the church of allowing these labels to say, oh, well, you know, that's not, uh, you know, um, no, that's, that's not what the church is about. It's open to all races, ethnicities, social statuses, all that. You know, rich, poor, black, white, doesn't matter. There's a place in the body of Christ for all of us. And our churches should be open in that way. Um, so that's, uh, that's what the word Catholic means in the creed. And that's what Paul's talking about here. That um, in Christ, under his baptism, under his calling, under his life, there are not these earthly divisions that take place here on the earth. But in Christ, we're all one and we all have a place. So um, that's, how I hope that the, that's how I hope that we as Christians live. Not just, not just how the church is organized, how the church exists and lives, but how that we as Christians live our everyday life. That uh, in Christ, we don't see these divisions, but in Christ we see not the earthly labels that uh, are put on so often now, we see our brother and sister in Christ, who we love, who we welcome, who we honor, who we respect, who we revere, who we, who we, revere, who we see as an image bearer, and we want to love as Christ loved. In Christ, there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Greek nor Jew. We're all one. That's God's desire for the church, and that's God's desire for our lives. May we live out that truth today. Okay. Love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great rest of your day. Um, can't wait to be with you tonight uh, for Bible study. Uh, see you then. We'll see you tomorrow morning for our uh, morning reflections. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for watching.